Back to the crossover podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is comics time because we're going to be talking a little bit of Marvel's Netflix, The Punisher, today. I don't have any Metallica music to back up that intro, but uh, we're going to soldier on anyway. Uh, joining me today are the usual guys who join me when we discuss these uh, Netflix series or Sirai, if you will. Uh, Kevin Miller here. How's it going, Kevin? Hey, not bad. Not bad. Good to have you back. Good to have you back. Um, KB is also here. How's it going, Kyle Brown? Good, good. All right. Um, so, The Punisher, John Barenthal, debuted f- three, two, three weeks ago, and we haven't really got to it, so we're a little bit behind. Uh, stuff happened. You know, we, we do our uh, NFL shows weekly on this, and also Justice League came out, so we had to cover that while it was still hot. The very so. same day. <laughs> very same day. Very, very, yeah. Uh, very astute there, Miller. Uh, so... You know, it took us a while. It was 13 hours long, so we had to get through it. Um, the last couple of Marvel's Netflix shows have been trash. <laughs> Utter garbage. The Defenders was trash. Iron Fist was trash. Luke Cage was okay and then turned into trash. And pretty much the same thing for Daredevil Season 2. Started out okay and then turned into trash. This one, I think was pretty good, wire to wire. I mean, it runs into some of the same problems that... And, spoiler alert, we'll say that up front. We're going we're gonna to get right into this. We're going to be talking about all 13 episodes. But we... like it, it runs into the same problems that the Marvel Netflix series run into, which is why they someone decided that they needed to be 13 episodes. I'll never understand. They really only need to be... T- this one could have been bucked down to 10. Um... Yeah, other than that, I, I mean, I, I think... And, and I went into this thinking I would probably hate it. I did not mind John Barenthal when he showed up in, in Season 1 of Daredevil. Or Season 2 of Daredevil. He was actually the best part of that series, quite frankly. I'm not a Punisher fan. Never have been. Mentioned it several times on the podcast. But, you know, treat every podcast like it's somebody's first. I'm not a fan of, of the character, the Punisher. I think he is extremely 90s style. Um, there's not a lot of pathos or gravitas to that character. He's just a tornado in a form of a hail of bullets who shows up in the Marvel comics, kills everything in his path, and then leaves. And there's really no like there's really no thought kind of put into the character. I know that like some of the Marvel guys out there would let me know that like War Journal was a really good uh, run, but again, never read it because not a fan of the character, so don't want to waste my time. But just haven't been a fan of the character. That said. Thoroughly enjoyed this series. What did you think, KB? I enjoyed how they took one of the campiest 90 characters ever and turned it into something real. Mm-hmm. Hit some real issues. Hit some real good storylines. And for, thank Christ, no origin story. Well, they kind of did his origin story they, in more or less I know, in and the, Daredevil, I, right? Yeah, but even so... You see the crossovers. You, we've all seen crossovers. Like characters show up, and then in their own iteration, they're like, "Well, we gotta explain why they came to be." And it's just such a relief that they didn't do 
too many flashbacks to the point where you're just like, holy crap, I know all this crap, I don't need to know this crap, just get to the good stuff. It was, ugh, I loved the fact that they didn't go too far back. Miller, what's your overall thoughts on The Punisher? Because you were, you were not as... I, I got the sense from you through text messages and whatnot that you were not as high on this series as, as Kyle and I were. Uh, it took a while to get me back. Here's okay. the thing. Uh, the Friday that it came out, I was uh, like off sick. Mm-hmm. Um, spent most of the day sleeping. Woke up basically the time that I would have been home from work that day anyway. Um, and then I was like, yeah, okay, I'll start on some Punisher. But like, I really, my heart wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, I think, those first six episodes that I watched that night that um, that kind of drag. Like, I feel like, um, contrary to most Marvel shows that we watch, that kind of drag towards the later half. This one drags more in the front half. Okay. Um, I, I might, it might just be the the haze of flu that I had that day put a bad taste in my mouth. Um, on your urging, I came back for the second half this week. Um, and enjoyed it much, much more. Um, if I had to just kind of give a quick overall score, I mean, I'll agree with you that, you know, the Punisher is not my favorite guy. Uh, you obviously know a lot more about, like, the Marvel Universe than I do, but I dislike him for the same reasons because he's very much like, you know, kill everyone, be all grim and gritty, and, you know, there's no levity there, which is what I came for generally. Um, I liked him in Daredevil 2 because I, and I think I mentioned this even on the Daredevil uh, 2 review, is that he's a good character when he's not your focus. Mm-hmm. I liked him as a side character in someone else's story, like, and it makes sense for it to, to sort of have the, uh, like, the dichotomy between, you know, Matt Murdock and Punisher, who are, you know, just basically the same guy, except for one of them kills and the other one doesn't. Um like you can kind of draw that line and, and have it be a bit more interesting. So I was really skeptical when they're like, oh yeah, John Barenthal was so good. We're doing a standalone Punisher series. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I gave it a shot um, and they, I, I ended up enjoying it more than I thought I would. Um, you know, I, I don't really have much more to say other than that. Like, <laughs> If I had to sort of rank it in like the seven seasons of Netflix Marvel stuff we've got so far, probably third or fourth right in the middle of the pack <laughs> yeah i like i i have it obviously the to me I, and i know kb you're you're not high on jessica jones so you probably have it as probably the second best uh not to step on your ranking or anything but i'm gonna go ahead and assume <laughs> you have it as the second best series behind uh daredevil season one which is still the pinnacle of of marvel netflix you'd um, be correct yeah I think I'm. I think I'm there too. I think this is. I think this is the second best for me. The argument is like, and it would just come down to what day I'm. I'm like, if I'm in a more killy mood, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, all right, I'm more in the mood for the Punisher than I am for Jessica Jones. But obviously, those I, I, are one, two, and three in in some order without uh, with Daredevil season say, one as one with a bullet. And when I say season three versus uh, this is like rank three or four for me, yeah. it's, it's sort of a similar vein where um, depending on the day. Um, I like this one is is substance over style for me. Yes. Uh, whereas Luke Cage was style over substance, and ultimately, like I kind mm-hmm. of have to pick between those two for the third place spot. Yeah. Um. I I think I think I I gotta give it to the Punisher over Luke Cage. 
Look, Luke Cage, man, that just falls apart after they throw Marsha Shaw Alley again. I'm just yeah, I, the, out the window. It didn't make sense when they did that. No, it it was just a story from just from a storytelling standpoint that oh, was sure. so incredibly. Yeah. Bad. And I mean, yeah, like KB, your your thoughts on Jessica Jones, you know, may vary from mine, but mm-hmm. uh, for me, it's like those two: Daredevil one, Jessica Jones one, and then a gap. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, take your pick after that, frankly. Well, because, yeah, the rest aren't good. They're, like, they're yeah. just not good. And, like, like the Marvel stand, like, you see you see the Marvel guys on, on Twitter, for whatever reason, will defend the Netflix series to the death the same way that, especially Daredevil Season 2. Like, they'll like they'll go to bat for Daredevil Season 2 and be like, it was the best thing ever. And, and like, there are some people, I can't understand these people, but there are... There, there is a smattering of people on Twitter who firmly believe Daredevil Season 2 is superior to Daredevil Season 1. And I can only believe that they think that because the Punisher is in <laughs> Daredevil Season well, 2. And, and, that's, and those, it's those just... first four episodes were great, I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were. And, and this, is like a, this, this is what I'm thinking. It might be like a recency bias thing when mm-hmm. I'm talking about like the Punisher season now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like Luke Cage... Um, Daredevil 2, even Jessica Jones, they start off strong and kind of falter towards the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this, I felt like, faltered at first, but found its footing eventually and got stronger towards the end. Like, it kind of had the opposite sort of uh, quality spectrum that I've come to expect from these Netflix shows. Like, all of them just have the same, like, semblance and smattering of problems. It's just, other than Daredevil Season 1, there's no reason any of these series should have been 13 hours long. Absolutely none. Like, they all could have hacked 3, 4, and even so much as 5 hours in, in the case of some. And even, like, and, and The Defenders was only 8 episodes, and it felt like it should have been... Like, yeah, like a I think I think I, I think I said the same thing in my Defenders review as I did in my Justice yeah. League review, which was blessedly short. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like even then, it was like the the Defenders didn't even need to be eight hours; it needed to be like a Netflix movie or something yeah. like that, right? Like there was no reason for that to be the eight hour sequence that it was. It just wasn't. I was a little worried in this Punisher series that the uh uh support group like the 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 ptsd military support group scenes were going to be the new uh <laughs> boardroom meetings, meetings <laughs> from netflix it, it got close to that but thankfully it didn't go down it didn't go down like that right like it, it was yeah, no, real we're, we're like, like episode three or four and it's like another one i'm like oh my god yeah it's <laughs> happening i was like i was about like i'm still like i say in like that the haze of my flu, but I'm like, oh, Matt, what's he going to say? <laughs> yeah, it was just, it, it was just, yeah, around the, th- like, yeah, it, like, like I said, luckily it didn't go down like that, but they were, they were walking a fine line there with the, with those support group scenes. They really I, were. I actually really enjoyed the support group scenes because I yeah. took it as they were talking about what the Punisher had been through mm-hmm. using other characters because Frank Castle would never say it. Exactly. Yes. And at the very at the very end, he he eventually does, but he's standing outside the support group, and they're saying exactly what he's went through and what he's feeling, and it gives you a little bit of an insight into the character. And I really enjoyed those scenes. Yes, and absolutely. And it, it set up it set up the the first mini villain really yeah, really well. I kind of didn't like that plot, but we, I, we can get it into was that a later. Re- it was to 
it was a real plot to me. I enjoyed it a lot. So. Yeah. I didn't find it at all until it got literally to the point of, what's the difference between you and me? I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not wearing yeah. a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like, couldn't agree more. You're bang on with the statement that they, they were using it as a conduit for, for a way, like for the people in this group to speak as Frank Castle because the, he's not the guy that would come out and say these specific things because he's Mr. You know, pour, push your emotions down and then just shoot them all and let God sort them out. Sort of a, sort of a mentality that the Punisher has. So you're right on there. So that's why the support group scenes were infinitely more tolerable than any of the boardroom meetings oh, yeah. <laughs> that you existed in. Yeah, because like, yeah, exactly. Because there's parallels and there's actually like writing devices and stuff that they're using it during those PTSD. And, and quite frankly, there's just like even on like. Like it, we're, like we're talking layers deep for those scenes. Even just on the surface level, you're like, the fact that these scenes exist makes sense for what this character we're developing it is. Where it's like Iron Fist, they would go to the boardroom meetings, and it's like, I don't give a fuck. And you're just like, <laughs> you're talking to like, yeah, well, just trash. Because just Iron trash. Fist, like this one was like, okay, well here we can get some insight into like what the character is about, even if he personally is not in these scenes. Um, as well as, you know, building our own stable of like minor background characters of like mini villains and and Curtis himself and that, like you know, old Vietnam vet who turned out to not be a vet at all mm-hmm. um, and so on. Whereas, you know, there was nothing in a Rand Corporation boardroom scene other than, you know, which which privileged asshole is going to take control of which privileged <laughs> company, yeah. you know. Like, I just didn't give a shit about them. And these people I actually kind of cared about, even though some of them were reprehensible assholes. Yeah, and you're, you're just, yeah. There's at least, like, real people that you feel like, you're like, these people could exist in real life, and probably do in most cases, as opposed to those boardroom meetings where it's like, Jesus Christ, would you kung fu punch somebody? For God's sake, what's going on? <laughs> well, I'm actually, I might come out and say it here. Like, I mean, like, the Punisher is obviously not my favorite character no. from this season. They're, they're working I on... Curtis, I think Curtis might be up there for me. Uh, that was one of the things that we were talking about before we watched is how were yeah. they going to do the Punisher as a main character? And he really, like, he got the most screen time, but I don't feel like he was the main character. I'd be like, interested he shared, like he shared a up. lot. He shared a lot with Madani, shared a lot with Lieberman. Mm-hmm. Billy Russo got a lot of development. I mean, it wasn't just Punisher. I think that's why it worked so well, is because you got. Other, uh, yeah, it's is more of a group, different storylines connected than it was just one storyline of the one character. I'd be interested to like do like uh, find a transcript of this show and find out like you know where does he rank in term of like total dialogue like fifth maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, just in terms of actual words spoke on on the. On the screen, absolutely. I mean, uh, the guy who played Lieberman would obviously probably be number one with a bullet. In I was going to say, uh, yeah, it's, it's either Lieberman or yeah. uh, Russo, and then a big space. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Curtis Hoyle character, who is a character in the comic books, and that's basically what he was. He was the a guy who went, although I believe it was the Vietnam War in uh, the comic books, because, you know, the Punisher's back yeah, in the yeah. 80s, right? And... Uh, and this one, they 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 updated it so they were in Afghanistan and whatnot. Smart move, smart move, right? And uh, yeah, Jason Moore I thought was excellent as 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 Curtis Hoyle, as uh, Curtis Hoyle. I thought they they gave him a lot of really good stuff to do, and and they used him sparingly. And even in like the scenes where uh, again the aforementioned post traumatic 
stress disorder scenes with the support group. Yeah, I just thought he was really good. Every time he was on screen, I was happy. I'm like, okay, nice. This is another courtesy, and here we go. Stuff's happening. And when he went to the the, the house where the dude would, had already been killed, I honestly was like, oh crap, <laughs> you yeah. know, like he might die here, and I and I don't want that to happen because I like this guy. And I honestly thought that the uh, the Lewis the Lewis character uh, who was played by Daniel Weber, who I thought was really good, if a little bit of overacting. Although there was a lot of overacting in this show, I'll say that. Uh, like, I thought he beat him to death with his own prosthetic limb, and I was just like, no, what a terrible way to die. Yeah, the, the line I was literally going to say is, in the end, I had to beat him to death with his own shoe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the old Wayne's World 2 reference. Um, you mentioned the the Madani character, the, the Dina Madani character. That um, character, I don't remember that whatsoever in the comic book. I'm pretty sure I Google searched her, and, and they made her up for this show. So it wasn't like a, a character, a recent, like, ultimate universe character or anything like that that i've never heard of seems like she she was made up for the show um she was excellent the the woman who uh played her and while i wasn't always on board with some of the scenes with her and her mom right who was uh voiced by i don't know her name but she did the voice of one of the characters in mass effect in the old mass effect series miller yeah, yeah. Uh, I think she did the one that tried to like frame Tally or whatever, or at least tried to get her kicked out or whatever. The, I, uh, was yeah. she was a character in the second Matrix movie that doesn't exist too? I'm pretty sure. Was she? Uh, I don't remember. I that. think so. I've completely blocked all of it. The only thing I the, remember the, the voice is super familiar, and I looked her up and didn't recognize the name. I didn't go into the uh, credits. No, and she's got a super Indian name too that I'm not even gonna try to pronounce because it will. I'm just gonna embarrass myself if I try to pronounce her name. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, she she was excellent. Even though I don't I don't think that some some of those scenes. There's always this weird thing. I, I thought it was weird. Like this was. Did they ever mention that? Madani's father was a doctor at any point in the series because like for whatever reason Marvel Netflix has continued their streak of weird emergency medical stuff that has to happen to these guys I have no idea why they think that's compelling what, like whatsoever like I get like it's so weird because it's, it's like someone on the staff is just really into like trauma porn so they're just like there's because there's always a scene where someone's just bleeding to death and they're like in the Marvel shows, and they're like, he's about to die if I don't take this pen and jab it into his chest and help him breathe. And it's like, why are we watching this, right? I mean, I get the reason is to, you know, establish that these guys are not superheroes, right? They have they have their low-level, uh, street-level guys that can easily get the shit kicked out of them. But, man, yeah. Marvel Netflix, keeping that streak of, like, weird emergency medical, like, procedures. Well, yeah, they, and... they either do that they uh, aren't superheroes and they get the ever-living shit kicked out of them and need, like, yeah. you know, on-the-spot trauma triage, you know? Yeah. Uh, or they do the thing where they are super-powered and so the super-powerful thing that hurt them can't be easily fixed. Like, that was the whole thing in Jessica Jones with Luke Cage, right? Mm -hmm. and he, like, shot in the head and he's like, okay, he's internally bleeding and I can't do anything because I can't get through his skin. Yeah. So weird. Like it's it's just weird. It's it's just weird to me that they keep that street that they they kept that streak going. It's it's the uh, ballroom scene for defenders. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Or the gala or whatever. So <laughs> the gala scene for everything, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every superhero movie features a gala scene where 
people in tuxedos. Yeah, absolutely. And every Netflix superhero has yep. a triage. <laughs> yeah, has a triage every scene. MCU movie has something coming through a portal. Yeah, I think you're right. KB, <laughs> a portal, what was, but you shot. KB, what was your favorite part of... Uh, just your favorite thing, be it plot line, actor, sequence, whatever. What was your, what was your favorite thing about The Punisher? Uh, uh, I enjoyed the very first interrogation scene between i think it was a wolf it was his name and castle where he came up and shot him in the leg mm-hmm. and he only had one bullet in the chamber and then he just kind of let him take his gun i'm yeah. like okay he's got something up his sleeve here because that seemed really lame like it seemed very cliche and lame the way it happened like he took his gun i'm like come on there's no way that would have happened that's mm-hmm. terrible writing this has got to be there's got to be something up here and then they kind of switched it around. I like. Yeah, they I did like the diehard the... line. No bullets. What you think yeah. of stupid hunts? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I enjoy. I enjoyed that it wasn't super cliche, or that they kind of tried to play off the cliches, especially in that scene. Mm-hmm. And how, again, they cemented the fact that this in that scene that this is the Punisher. And as soon as he gets the information out of you, you're done. It's not going to be. Oh well, I'll let you live, and you'll come back later and screw me over. It's okay. You're done. On to the next person. Miller, what was your favorite uh, thing about the Punisher? Uh, I forget the title of the episode, but the Rashomon episode, uh, the one where it takes place after the case, uh, where there's a detective um, interviewing people who took place in the event in the hotel. Right. And uh, one by one, we get to see their points of view. Right, yeah. That was a really good one. I Including th- their lies in a couple cases. <laughs> yeah, that was the one where... Uh, yeah, I think it was called like the Virtue of the Vicious or something. That was like the Seinfeld backwards episode style. Yeah. That, that's the one you are talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the guy ended up blowing himself up in the, in the fridge. Which, the only thing I didn't buy in that was... This was all taking place in, like, obviously the big... Uh, the big climax of that episode took place in the kitchen of a hotel room, which was mm-hmm. like abandoned at 10 in the morning. <laughs> and I'm just like, just as a guy who works in the industry, I'm just like, Nope, that place would be full. <laughs> it's 10 in the morning on a Saturday in a giant hotel room that ki- the kitchen would not be empty. I'm sorry. Well, there I, would be... The alarm had gone off like 10 minutes earlier though, Matt, you remember that, right? Yeah. But everything was like that kitchen had not been used, man. <laughs> like I'm like, like they're like, it, I don't know. Okay, okay. It's yeah. such a nitpicky thing, right? Like they went there and everything was like neat and tidy, like it hadn't been it hadn't been used all day. And I was just like, ah, oh, come on now. But but again, that's it, that's podcast news. Matt Pierce now works for CinemaSin. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> super nitpicky. That's super nitpicky. I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna like dock them a point for anything for that. I was just one of those where I was just like, eh, no, yeah. No. I think we all have those things. Like my <laughs> wife is very. Yeah. We all have those things. My wife's very particular. Like whenever we watch anything that's filmed in Toronto, she's lived in Toronto her whole life, and she gets angry. She's like, "They didn't even change it. It's obviously Toronto." I'm like no one else would notice that, babe. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, who is it? Somebody was on CNN the other night, and they did the thing where they give them the fake back backdrop of Toronto, right, with the CN Tower in the background, KB, and it said yeah. like it said like 7:52 or something, and I'm like, it'd be pitch black in Toronto at 7:52, right? <laughs> like there would be yeah. no sunset skyline. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck off with that uh, I'll tell you what I really liked about The Punisher um, 
I really like the fight choreography in this one, especially after we got just brutal choreography in Iron Fist. Oh, which... I mean, how how fair is it that Iron Fist had worse, save the one fight yeah. that we all liked, had worse choreography than Punisher? Yeah, I just massive, massive fuck up by them. Which of of the terrible things that went wrong with Iron Fist, easily the most egregious was the terrible fight scenes because it's about a guy who has a kung fu punch for fuck's sake. Um, At that point, Matt, would you were you gonna mention like the uh, what might be the Batman scene, (laughs) which was Uh, when uh, he uh, has the soldiers who are coming to attack like Micro's base, (laughs) right? And he actually like puts on the vest with the skull and everything. <laughs> yeah, explosive set. Yeah, that was really that was. I, I really enjoyed it. But I mean, just like you mentioned, the fight with uh, the Carson Wolf character, uh, KB. That fight to me actually looked like the way. Like to me, that 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 looked like the way you would expect military guys to fight. Right? Like it's just yeah, special brutal. ops guys trying to disarm each other, trying to lock yeah. lock limbs and, and like brutal punches. They're not doing flippy kicks or anything no, like no, that, they, right? They, like they they strike for yeah. maximum damage, minimum effort kind of thing. Yeah, knocking, and, knocking and when they get down. a guy, yeah, and when they get a guy down, there's no like triple axle spin kick the guy's down you try to knee him in the fucking head while he's down yeah it's it's right? not you back like, up and you back up and do a stance and like what yeah no, no, no. he's it, he's if he's down you punch him in the balls you knee him in the face yeah like, like it's a fight to the death here like like these guys are fighting to the death and they've got some training but they're not like fucking martial arts legends who have trained forever but they they're guys who know how to fight and it just and so every time dude squared up in the show i was like man this is this is really this is really good and like i really enjoyed it in uh like there's the scene where uh billy russo and we'll get to ben barnes's performance who i thought was was just excellent in this series uh when he kills the sam stein character like the guy's got the the, the drop on him with the gun, yeah. and then he takes his eye off the ball, and he doesn't do any kind of like Jackie Chan disarming move. He pulls out a knife and just stabs him in the throat multiple times, and the guy's like, and and that's it. Like that was the end of that guy, right? I was, I was gonna bring up that yeah. example, but uh, the sort of broader point is uh, yeah. there's not a time. I, I think that like five times out of six, if someone gets knocked down in like a CQC fight in this, yeah, they're gonna get stabbed in the chest multiple times. Yeah, Ex- excellent <laughs> reference with the CQC. Uh, uh, yeah, well played. Um, and just like little things, like there was a bit where Frank Castle ran was like running away from. Uh, I think it was the episode where um, they set him up, right? Like like they, he went to go kill the one, uh, the higher ranked guy. Rollins. No, it wasn't Rollins. Agent, Agent Orange. No, it wasn't Agent Orange. It was the guy like right below Agent Orange who uh, who Billy Russo ended up killing in the hotel room. Oh, the guy, the guy who was with the Dominatrix hooker, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, <laughs> and there was the bit where. And I'll, like side note for the Dominatrix hooker thing, my wife who spare watched episodes sparingly with me, yeah. uh, was. Uh, she watched that episode with me, and there's the scene where the guy's like, you know, he sits down with lunch, and you're presuming, like, this is his girlfriend or his wife or whatever, right? And then she picks up the... <laughs> she picks up the glass and, like, pours it on the sink, and then does the, like, you've made a mess, and you've been a naughty boy, and he gets up and he starts licking it off the floor. And my wife is like, what the hell is going on? And I was like, oh, she's a dominatrix. And then she turned to me, she's like, how the hell did you know that? And then I was basically like, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, there's that Dave Chappelle gif where he, like, knocks over the... <laughs> He like knocks over the water glass and like yeah. runs away. That was basically me. I was like, oh, 
<laughs> like, ran away. like I got no comment. No, as soon as I saw her like at yeah. the table, he was pouring her drink while she was sitting there. I'm like, she's his dominatrix. Yeah. She's been on screen for one second, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And uh, what? But like after that scene, like they like they ambush Castle, right? And then Castle does the thing where he like kind of jumps out the window and then runs, and he serpentines. When he runs. And I'm like, yes, okay, this is good. This guy would know to serpentine and stuff exactly. like that, right? And it's, and it's just like, it was little things like that. Like, and obviously, like, I, I was killing him earlier for, for having the, the empty kitchen in the one episode. But I'll I'll damn sure praise that kind of attention to detail. Because it was just little things like that. I'm like, yes, yes, he would absolutely serpentine, yeah. right? And it's what just... I like about it, and including scenes like that, where it's like, yeah, he's doing the serpentine. Yeah, he's running and... You know, he's highly trained and all that. But I like that even though he was doing all the right things, he still caught a bullet, like, every now Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that that was a thing that was tough to buy. Because by the end of it, that man has died of several infections. <laughs> like, there well, is, like... That, that's... Yeah, right? I, I like, do it. But I'm like, I like that it's like, oh, he ran serpentine, and therefore is, you know, he's going to, you know, the fire a store, a hail of bullets at him. You'll yeah. never get... <laughs> yeah. It, but, it, yeah, just... Uh... Yeah, they were a little loosey goosey with the with the rules on on <laughs> what people could live through. Well, oh yeah, though, and but... especially with like the brutal hand to hand. Like this was yeah. a brutal ass show. Like I almost yeah. threw up the second last episode. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple. Like oh yeah, like when he went for the ice. Oh fuck, that was great because I was telling my wife. Yeah, how to was do that, that flashback too. for you there, Matt? <laughs> oh yeah, that was good. I, I'm telling you, I always tell people to call. Like I, that's what I always tell my wife. Like if anyone ever tries to attack you, fucking go for the eyes. And then I was like, she didn't see that episode, but if she did, I would have been. That's what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, but there was also the scene where they did the Fast and the Furious car chase, right after they were trying to get the gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because I was wondering where she got her superpower car, but whatever. And then when he crashed into her with the battle van, KB, yeah, and yeah, uh, the battle van. He crashed into her with the battle van. I'm like, boy, she would be fucking dead, <laughs> right? <And then laughs> the next episode, she's just like <laughs> doing it with. Uh, She's in there with Billy Russo's character. She's like, let's bang. And I'm like, you would be coughing up blood. And it's just like... Uh, and who starts the main event without taking a girl's top off anyway? Ridiculous. Uh, damn these PG-13 sex scenes. Uh, yeah, her dying would be great. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Ben Barnes as Billy Russo slash Jigsaw. Uh, I thought he was excellent. I really like that they didn't do anything stupid with with the with the Billy Russo character because he's the one good Punisher villain that they've got right, and I was really scared that they would the way they were setting it up at the beginning. I was really scared that they were gonna piss it away a little bit like they did with Doctor Strange and Baron Mordo, where they were trying to do that thing where they're like, let's outsmart the comic book guys by having Baron Mordo be a good guy for the entire movie, and then at the end, he'll be a bad guy, right? And it's like, no, well, instead of having Mads Mikkelsen and weird eye makeup, why don't you just fucking have Baron Mordo as the bad guy, right? So they outsmarted themselves a little bit in Doctor Strange, and I was a little bit scared that they were doing that with Billy Russo, but then they had that great moment at the end of the one episode where he, I think it was like the sixth episode, because it, like, I forget the title of the episode, but it had Judas in the title, right? So I, I was like, okay, they're, they're going to do it at the end. And then he sat in the car with uh, the guy who was playing Agent Rollins and was like, yeah, he's not coming. And it was like, good, good. <laughs> so that was like a, that was a sigh of relief <laughs> moment for me because I was like, okay, he's going to be Jigsaw. This isn't going to be one of those things where it's like, 
season two, right? Maybe he'll be the bad guy, um, right? I, uh... I remember in the first, like, four episodes or so, and I'm like, yeah, he's playing. Like, he's acting this super well. Because in the first, like, four or five episodes before that turn, mm-hmm. I'm like, someone wiped the shit-eating grin off of this guy. Yeah, and just a tremendous, like, I, I believe I came in and I and I ripped on Ward on our, the guy who played Ward on our, uh, uh, for, for fucking up that hairstyle. Ben Barnes, woo! Oh, man, just that, that <laughs> bad guy slick back with the fade on the sides. Excellent, excellent job by the, by the by the hair team on that one Whew, that was good i'm like oh i'm like i gotta get pictures of this and get my hair done up like that that was just fantastic <laughs> i thought it was really good like where does he rank on marvel bad bad guys for you because marvel bad guys I'm, I'm looking at it right now and is as terrible as it's been we've got three decent bad guys kicking around in this marvel netflix series kb i mean how do you get more bad than a guy who murdered his best friend's family right I'll, yeah i'll be i'll be it indirectly yeah. that was something they added to to the mythos in in this one because yeah and yeah. i mean they took a lot of they took liberties obviously like all of these mm-hmm. shows have to and do to you know because mm-hmm. comics don't exactly translate into tv and movies but oh no. my god and this the scenes where he's near the end where they flash back and he's with the family and that he's like was excellent yeah. he's like the stepdad and they're like oh my holy crap just to uh, set up that final little oh i like that flashback but i felt like we needed it earlier and a couple more like build that a little bit yeah 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 i, I don't know i i disagree like, i like that point i yeah. was under the impression that they met when they were in kandahar <laughs> yeah mm, i suppose you're right but uh the thing was, yeah, maybe you're right with that because like there there was the scene in the tent. I can't remember. I don't think they introduced because they were talking to each other like they knew. We, like some of those guys were new, but I don't think the two of them were. But you're right that that is a little bit. But uh, I can see where you're coming from. With you, you would have liked a couple more uh, scenes with that and build that. But I don't know. I I really like that. Even it, if they just yeah. did that one, but did it like episode four or something like that, mm-hmm. I would have been okay with it. But well, well to. to Throw it in. I mean, I understand why they put it where they did, but it just felt like too little, too late. Like we already hate this guy. Well, I I kind of liked it because they they did keep showing clips of them at that carnival, right? And it was like, it, but it would just be Frank and his kids, and they'd be like riding the rides and stuff, and then he would always have his you know snap back to reality thing, and then all of a sudden it was like they you know his wife like turned and was like what do you think billy and then billy russo was there and i'm like oh my god he was there the entire time and they've been best friends and stuff i kind of like that because that stuff they're adding they're they're adding a little bit to the mythos to make those guys more close because in the comic books it was like they weren't even friends right like billy russo was just a uh he was just a hitman that they called Billy the Butte, right? Because he was such a beautiful man, and then, or he was such a good-looking man, and then again, you know, they called him Billy the Butte, and then in his background for how he becomes Jigsaw is the Punisher always just smashes his face through a uh, through a window, plate and, glass window, yeah, through a plate glass window, and fucks it up, and then he becomes Jigsaw, right? And in this video, they take the extra mile where he just like he grinds his face. Yeah, it's like grinding it. Although, I got a little fanboy, I'll, I'll admit, I got a little fanboy squealy when uh, they they were having that, which, that scene in the carnival I thought was excellent, by the way. And uh, 
<laughs> when they started like doing the hand to hand combat for the two of them, and I saw that there were mirrors behind them, and I was just like, <laughs> right? like I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, I was just waiting for it, but they went the extra mile where he's like grinding it, and I'm like, no, 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 this is not how, not how I wanted it to go down at all, right? No, and they're just like, no, he's already and, dead. and then he does the thing where he's just kind of like, oh, I'm gonna get the other side too, <laughs> right? It's just like, oh man, so brutal, right? Like it was just, oh, it was. uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I really, I mean, although, you know, I'll nitpick a, that it was a carnival shootout in the middle of New York City that apparently nobody heard, right? These two guys are just waging war in the middle of, uh, in the middle of some carnival in New York, in New York City, and like, no one's like, hey, maybe we should call an Avenger. These two guys just blowing shit up in the carnival. Like, Strangely deserted Central Park. Yeah, I did think it was hilarious. I mentioned the... The, the thing, because, like, he did, the, like, there was the scene where Ben Barnes does, like, the American Beauty style, uh, or American Beauty, the uh, American Psycho style uh, beauty regiment thing, where it shows him, like, shirtless, like, putting on all these, like, you know, expensive robes and lotions, and then he puts the stuff through his hair, yeah. and then he... <laughs> <laughs> and then he just got finished having shower sex with with the yeah. Madani character and the hair not a hair out of place still slicked back perfect for the for the post-coital like scene where he's given dropping backstory for her and I was just like oh my god that's hilarious it's like just perfectly slicked back um what did you think about the scene? The the because again they're dropping more into the mythos of, of the character. What did you think of that scene? The one scene they did with his mom in the uh, the old folks' home. Um, I could have taken it or left it. Mm-hmm. it. It didn't really. They didn't expand on it. They didn't yeah. really. It made sense in a way to show that he was kind of fucked in the head. Just sinister, right? Like yeah, just, and like he. He wasn't the good guy, best friend type person that uh, Castle and mm-hmm. uh, Curtis thought he was, and like the sadistic, you let me, you like you ruined my life, so I'm gonna ruin yours kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was very jo- was very Joker esque almost. It was just this bizarre sense of justice, which I it liked. Um, to kind of swing back to the original question for a second, in terms of like Marvel villains. I liked him because even though he was a shit eater, um, like from the beginning, from the jump, uh, I like that he's basically the opposite of Loki. <laughs> yeah, like, like he, he would get his hands dirty. <laughs> you know, Loki's always hamming it up and always, yeah. you know, building statues to himself and you know, dressing as Odin and eating grapes. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Whereas uh, this dude, uh, you know, like Gaspacho, is cold, precise, and merciless. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's my adventure brothers um <laughs> but yeah you can never have enough precision in your soup uh, but um the the scene that i really liked is because you, you still kind of got the idea even though like he was like this cold-blooded ruthless guy and in, in the last episode uh which might be my favorite um it shows him like you know leaving his hotel or his uh his like apartment or whatever and just icing like 10 cops on his way out before blowing yes. up the building. Yeah, that was an excellent sequence. Like, it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, not even blinking an eye, not having, like, a funny quip that he's saying, just doing the damn yeah. thing. And uh, I think what puts him on a higher level, too, is that how even it seemed he was with Castle. Because up until now, 
every villain has kind of had to get like technology or some sort of power up to be on the same level but he just like from the get-go it you felt like okay he could probably take castle one-on-one he could probably do it like he is very even which i didn't mm-hmm. i don't find most yeah. villains have been well, and it was it was interesting to show that parallel. Like here are two guys that basically have the exact same backstory, and you know you have one coming out of it who you know suffered a tragedy and is now trying to get things back on the right track or or take revenge on those people, and you have this guy who's got the exact same training. Like they 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 are they're on exactly the same level, and I like that. the the, the favorite scene that I come back to, my favorite scene in the entire show. Um, is in the last episode and it's the um sort of three-way fight scene between curtis uh uh, uh billy and frank mm-hmm. in uh curtis's apartment yes because it shows like he's got this code right he, like he, like the whole time like I, I i read another review where it was described as the most polite hostage situation ever <laughs> yeah that's really what it <laughs> like, was even yeah, though curtis yeah. takes a bullet from him at one point he's still very much like i'm gonna pass you this phone are you gonna shoot me <laughs> he's like no nah, i'm not gonna shoot you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's really i mean the action sequences in this show were were truly excellent like were truly excellent it was everything iron fist was not and i keep bagging on iron fist i really gotta stop that but it's easy to it's easy to draw direct comparison exactly when you're when you're comparing when you're comparing these netflix series uh series you have two comparisons Mm -hmm. the fucking worst which was iron fist and the greatest which is daredevil season one we've done both yeah and i mean you can't you just can't get away of how bad and how good each have been and this definitely falls way higher than most of the others if not all of them Mm. in my opinion well the the, the comparison invites itself right because they've all got a similar formula for how they sort of develop over the course of like 12 or 13 episodes where it's like you send the the first two kind of giving the uh, characters some motivation to get back in the game or into the game at all and then you spend a couple more developing who the villain is, but oops, then there's a twist, and maybe there's another villain, or maybe that first villain, you know, isn't a villain after all, and you know, then you drag it out for a few more episodes, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like six episodes into this, which was my first watching binge, I couldn't have told you who the villain was. Like Rollins was barely introduced at that point, even. Yeah, and they they didn't give him the. It, it was a weird thing that they didn't give him because. Uh... He he's a eye patch guy, right? Because his his eyes missing in in the in the comics. So I I guess they made a conscious decision to go with that weird glass effect on on the eye and say that Frank did it. Because again, Agent Orange is just like some corrupt uh, government official in the comic books, and much like he was in this. But like yeah. Frank Cat, he wasn't like directly tied to Frank Castle, like, or at least not as as close. As, yeah, not as personally as as in this one, right? But like, man, like the, just the action sequences in this, and and a lot of them were, were were differently unique in in some ways. Like the like we we mentioned the 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 bit with the the scene where like the dominatrix girl was there, and then we we talked a little bit about the the carnival fight sequence was really good in the last episode. The episode the before with with all the stuff in their like little hideaway set piece was even though that bordered on snuff film a little bit at a point right like with, like with with the <laughs> yep. the eye gouging was was might have been a bit much for some and the fact that 
he stabbed Agent Orange, like, basically left of the, like, a little right of the heart in the lungs. And, yeah, and he, he just seemed to be okay. Yeah, that. <laughs> I thought that was weird. He just, he seemed to be, yeah, he was okay, and he was just, like, torturing him again. I'm like, dude, you were stabbed in the lungs. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, how are you, like, 50-something yeah. middle management. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's, not a, he's not a tank. He's not even military himself. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, what is happening? And the fact that he got bit, too, later, was like, yup it! <laughs> right? At, at one point. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and, and it was, it was just like that, but like, I, I really enjoyed the sequence with, uh, when they went to meet his one buddy in, uh, Gunner, I think was his name. And yeah. they had the Gunner scene Henderson. in, yeah, and they had the scene in the woods, Gunnar Henderson, who I'm pretty sure was another made up character for the series, but like just the scene of like the guys in like the first person view where you're like watching agent Rollins, watch it through like GoPros and stuff like that. Yeah. And but like like it was clear that they shot it on GoPros, but like just the, the, the video game style like POV and then and then the shots of like uh microchip would come in and, and would uh Yeah, and had the drone and was telling, Okay, there's guys about approach you on the left and right and stuff and like they were they were just firing arrows and shit at each other and it was just like, Man, that that was really good. Like like that was just some great, great shit. That's all like that's all it was and really nice bow too. <laughs> Uh, it felt like they did the fight scene first, mm-hmm. or had a good idea of, hey, what would be cool, and then they went, okay, well, how do we get there? Yeah. And it it reminded me a lot of the raid, where they mm-hmm. put a lot of effort into the fight scenes and making them look good and look real and look like it would actually go down. Mm-hmm. And it was just is just above and beyond what we've seen so far i I, like i really think this is the first one since daredevil season two for or daredevil season one for me where like you can look at all of the episodes of the punisher and everybody could have like like you could have like like there were 13 episodes and they're about five or six i think that could conceivably be somebody's favorite episode in this right like like yeah. i i think like the the episode where uh the, where they do the kandahar background and micro and him are like the it i think the third episode because the second episode ends with him uh jumping out of the trunk which was obvious and decidedly un batman by <laughs> by by micro in that but like when he's got like micro tacked to the chair and they're going through their backgrounds and their motivations and stuff and and He's got that super old keyboard and the terrible beard. One of the worst beards in the history of, of movies and cinema. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Shitty neck beard. Yeah, the terrible neck beard. What, have you been living in a basement? Yeah, and you're sitting there wondering, how many twist ties does this guy have? But, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's that that's a really good episode. And then, like, I, we talked about the, the Gunner episode where they're, they're doing all the stuff in the woods. That was really excellent, I thought. And then Miller mentioned that his favorite episode was the was the last. Did you say it was the last or the the second well, last? Well, it's, it's it's tough for me because yeah. I like the Rashomon like point of view episode, right? In yeah, but I also really like the last episode. Yeah, having the the, fer- the merry-go-round shootout and mm-hmm. the Curtis apartment scene and like the uh, Billy uh, apartment scene. Yeah, there was that. There's as you mentioned, there was the like, Seinfeld backwards episode. Pick, yeah, you can pick between the three like action scenes in that episode alone like they're great <laughs> yeah and and the the 
episode that was really the episode eight, I think it was called like Cold Steel or something. That was the jigsaw heavy episode where it opened with the scene with the like American psycho style regiment, and then we had the scene with his mom, and then that ended up with the um, that ended with. Uh, her partner getting uh, Madani's partner Sam getting killed at the end of the episode and depending on how you feel about that dude I was hit or miss on that dude mostly because the dude playing him was a bit of an overreactor overactor so it it kind of rubbed me the wrong way so I wasn't that upset when he got killed but there was still some some you know like I I feel like there was still something to that scene when the guy got stabbed in the neck I'm like okay like I care a little bit but, oh, yeah, he made three yeah. or four jokes, and I had him marked for dead. Yeah, and then they made, like, the... Yeah, and then they had the scene where they, they tried the ambush with... Uh, you know, they tried to ambush their thing by giving them the fake tactics and stuff, and it was like, man, there's real shit happening here, and there's honestly, like, five or six episodes that I think you could pick as your favorite, because, like, wire to wire, they were just really entertaining. Even the first episode where he's kind of finishing off yeah. his job from the first... From his first iteration of the character from Daredevil, when yes, that was that had me giddy going. Ah, here we go, mm-hmm. this is it. Yeah, like and, cause, yeah, because you're just waiting for him to just beat the shit out of these cartoonishly bad dudes. Who I'm, I was really, yeah, I'm really glad they were one episode and done as well too. Right, where it was just like he left the thing where yeah. he's like, get out of town, and then we know, and I, like, I like that they were one and done. I yeah. was afraid that uh, the dude who was like the good construction who gave dude, him the sandwich. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I was afraid that that guy was going to turn into I like agree. a uh, Malcolm from Jessica Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and thankfully it didn't or go down like that. Yeah. Like a kicked puppy for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was. Uh, yeah, that but, was. You know, again, fortunately, one and done. He was gone, and I was fine with it. Yeah, it it was it was really good too. Even yeah, like that that was. Yeah, the 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 first episode with the construction where the guys go and they fuck up the robbery and stuff like that, and then they come back and they're like gonna do like a really cartoonishly villain thing of like let's put them in the cement, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's just like like man, this, and then like they were playing like this really cool meta like metal song, and then Micro showed up at the end. And it's like yeah, like the first episode really set the tone, and it's like okay, okay, like the shit's happening here. I really like this, and and. Yeah, it was a good series. Good series. Kept using flip phones for some reason. That was never really explained, but whatever. Well, that's, that's, uh, whenever, they're whenever using burners, get, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. the burner phone exactly. is usually an old school flip phone that can yeah. take a beating, right? Yeah. That and it, I mean, it's you find something for twenty bucks. Obviously, it's gonna be a flip phone. Yeah, and then there was the thing in. Uh, Breaking Bad, right, where they, like, Walter White would finish a conversation and then he would immediately snap the flip phone in half, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, what I was actually thinking, Matt, and uh, I don't know if you'll get this reference, KB, because I don't know what your TV watching habits are like day to day, but um, I was getting some uh, from uh, uh, Micro, I was getting some uh, Adrian Pimento vibes early on. <laughs> Pimento's oh, back! Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, yeah. Rafi. Yeah. Pimento's oh, back! <laughs> Great character. Uh, shout out to uh, Jason Mantzoukas. Uh, <laughs> Papa, Papa, there's a monster in my closet. <laughs> hey, Chuck, it's me, Pimento. Uh, <laughs> the opening title sequence, I think, was very good. I have it second. We always have to rank these. We always we? have to rank these. We always have to update the opening secret rankings. I have it number two behind the Jessica Jones sequence. What say you, Kevin Miller? I was also going to put it number two behind Jessica Jones. All right. Kyle Brown, your thoughts on the subject? I skipped it. 
You skipped it. Oh, you gotta <laughs> every, watch it at least once. Every single, well, I was watching it with my wife, and she refuses to watch intros. So you gotta watch it, it once. I watched it once, and then I skipped it every time after. Yeah, that, I watched but, it. Like, <laughs> but you gotta watch it once, especially for this. Like, we gotta rank these opening sequences. But Although yeah, I'll still say like, this one was approximately as good to me as the uh, Defenders one was. I, I mean, it, eh, from what I, I from so. what I saw, it was they they did like. Like they created a gun out of whatever. yeah, it's, it's just a slow motion of, of a gun like magically just forming itself yeah, with I mean, it was, some it really was good okay. stuff to it. No, I just but it sets the tone for that show, right? It's not like it does. Yeah. It was okay. I like, really enjoyed it. Was, the two. It was a grimmer, grittier version of like a James Bond intro. A <laughs> little bit, yeah, a yeah. little bit, a little more rough around the edges. I, I agree, exactly. but I I I I, just, I thought it was excellent stylistically. I really liked it, so I think. Our top three, if I'm not mistaken, are Jessica Jones is still number one because that just pian- that slow piano bar film noiry with the purple pastels and stuff. Ooh, that'll be tough to top going forward. Uh, so there's that one, and then Punisher's number two, and then I think we got Luke Cage as number three. I'm pretty sure we've always had Luke Cage as as the third one, if I remember correctly. Sure as hell isn't the Daredevil opening. Uh, say Daredevil, Luke Cage, and. Uh... Iron Fist all kind of sit out of the Well, Iron here. Fist is just garbage. <laughs> that was just, like, absolute trash. For uh, And the Defenders was nothing. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's one, two, and three so far. Is uh, I really wish they'd changed the Daredevil one. That was one of my one of the most disappointing things of season two of Daredevil when they didn't... I was hoping they'd update the opening, and they were like... I was like, oh, God, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> nope, still here. It's terrible. Um... What were your thoughts, Miller or KB, on the David Lieberman microchip character in this? Uh, I enjoyed their take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed that, you know, they didn't try to pull wool over your eyes and make Frank Castle this strategist and, like, you know, invincible, kind of like smart. Everything Batman, man, like Batman, like yeah. yeah, basically Batman. They yeah. gave him the these two guys combined are low rent Batman. <laughs> yeah, he's the dude in yeah, the chair. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it it gave him a little bit more motivation with Lieberman's family and Lieberman's situation, and kind of someone who he who'd sympathize with his plight almost, mm-hmm. someone to play off of. And yeah, I mean, every every mercenary needs a tech guy, right? Mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious that, like, for some reason, I realized it was supposed to be this big, like, pathosy moment, but I was just like, I just thought it was hilarious that the one time his family got attacked was the one time he was not watching, <laughs> like, his family, like, a creep. He's just like, he turns, he's like, whoa, where'd they go? And I'm like, really, dude, you've been staring at that screen for, like, 13, for, like, nine hours now in this show, and the one time they get, they get kidnapped, you're, like, I don't know, jacking off or something like that. So, uh, it was just so weird. I was like, come on now, <laughs> right the one time, and you're not watching um yeah i really liked uh just some of the stuff i mean like if i want to talk about what what i kind of didn't like i i don't think we needed to keep going back and like have frank castle keep going back and forth and visiting uh lieberman's wife um but i was okay with it i i felt like they went to it maybe one or two more times than they than was necessary yeah Uh, I, i i liked that um uh, I liked it, but again, maybe a bit more than was necessary. Like I didn't need this sort of subplot that was 
ultimately nothing of uh, you know her, his son being a bully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> although that turned, into, that turned into nothing. <laughs> yeah, although I did enjoy the scene where he like took the knife to the kid's neck and was like, "What's now, tough guy?" and stuff like that. That was. Kind of fun, and then after that, they were like throwing the football around. And it was well, like, and I liked what? any moment, like, and, and that's yeah. why I like those scenes where he's like just being like this random handyman, basically for them. Yeah, uh, because there were very few scenes, maybe like uh, of the thirteen hours, and you're maybe an hour total mm-hmm. of um, of like minutes that made Frank seem like a human still at all. Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of why having him like be like, yeah, you know what, I can play house again. God, I yeah. miss this. <laughs> and I liked it. And I'm sure some of the pun, like there was, eh, that would be de- a lot of that stuff was decidedly unpunisher, right? So if I was a big Punisher guy, which as established, I am not, I would probably be more upset with that. And there were other things like there was the scene in the tunnel where the guy, uh, like the really rookie character was in the tunnel and was like, you know, stop. And Frank's like, oh, you know, I'm going to do what I got to do and you do what you got to do or whatever, right? And then he, like, winged the guy um, when he decided he was still going to try to stop him. I'm like, that's, like, the Punisher just shoots that guy in the face and keeps moving, right? And it's just like, they, they established this this really good thing with, with him where he really empathizes with, guys in the military, right? So he saw that this was a rookie, and if he was in that rookie's position, he would be trying to do the same thing the rookie is because he is yeah. technically a bad guy in that situation. So that really, I think, was helpful in getting me to like this character. And Okay, I was right? going to say, where do you land on that? Because that's that's one of the things I liked about this, not knowing who the yeah. Punisher is really outside of these like, it, Marvel uh, series. Because you're building stuff. Like this, to me... Like, those moments where he seems yeah. like a human and that he might still yep. have an ounce of compassion left in his heart. I'm like, yes, good. I can enjoy at least a little bit of this character. Yeah, but then but then he doesn't necessarily act on those, but he still ended up winging the guy. Like, I don't think he killed him. I think he just, like, shot him in the leg. Yeah, and then he put was him down. Like, yeah. yeah, he put him down, and then, and then, but not permanently, right? And it was just like, so I really like that. So I like that this guy will pick and choose who he kills, who he does and does not kill, right? It's not just a hail of bullets that, like, his his idea of justice is death. And he, he would say that to Lieberman all the time, and he said that at the end of the episode where he's like, listen, when we get these guys, they die. I don't care. Like, there's no, like, yeah. we're not we're not discussing this. We're not doing this. There's going to be no, like, you talking me down. There's going to be no, you know, I'm, be- like, I'm similar to Batman and, and I don't kill or anything like that. It's like, no, we're putting these guys down. And then it ended with him gouging the guy's eyes out. Right? That's, that's like, one of the, the yeah. things. I, I definitely agree with that. And yeah. I, I wish that they took it a bit further because by the end of the season, mm-hmm. I still didn't know if, like, Frank liked Lieberman at all. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and... There, there were a couple bits that, like, seemed like, yeah, here are two guys and they're in the shit together. And, they kind of have to work together whether they want to or not. And they had some like kind of human moments. Like there was no time where, you know, they got drunk and, you know, or yeah, that was a good episode. Yeah. Women they like, and, and that was great. And then like, you know, uh, Lieberman got like, he passed out or he got knocked out. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, Frank gave him like, Oh, I made like Vietnamese for us. <laughs> like, yeah, you could see yeah. that he was like chopping onions and shit like that. I'm like, wow, okay. I guess he's a cook. Yeah. Like, I, I like, yeah. Oh, okay. He makes it seem like, you know, hey, this guy might be something beyond his military training. Yeah, like, yeah. To, to me, the versions of the Punisher that I have enjoyed, 
without a doubt, because I've never enjoyed the Punisher in the comic books, are all, like, are this version with John Barenthal is probably number one, and then I really liked when they gave him, like, three or four episodes in the 90s Spider-Man animated series, right? That was when, <laughs> when he showed up in those few episodes, I was like, okay, I kind of like the Punisher. Battle Vance here, giving him, like, like friggin' uh, miss, you know, rocket launchers and stuff to fire at Spider-Man and what, and it's like, yeah, here we are, stuff's happening, I like it, but... Uh, yeah, e- easily. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, so these are easily the most likable versions of the Punisher for me, and it's because they're adding a little bit of mythos. Like, like, and I, I like that that change as opposed to, you know, when we went to go see Justice League. I don't know if you've seen Justice League or not, KB, but spoiler alert: there are some decidedly un-Batman things that occur in Justice League where I'm just like, no, this is you're like you're you're taking away from what this character is about, and it is lessening the experience right I, I think what they did like you were saying yeah humanizing him strengthened his character yes. and strengthened the fact that you want to watch a character do the stuff that he has to do and ends up doing mm-hmm. well but if it if it was a point like you just made where you take away something from the character that is a key component of him that is necessary like him killing everyone is not necessary it's it's just not, and they took that away, and they gave it a he'll kill most people because yeah, yeah. and he's still ruthless and single minded, mm-hmm. but yeah, like, like, it, but it, but it still can work. Whereas you know like Justice League, which was effectively a Batman movie because he was far and away the main character of it. Mm-hmm. They have no idea who that character is supposed to be. Like, yeah. and this is something I was worried about coming off of Daredevil two, and you know, hearing, oh boy, everyone loved Daredevil two, and now John Parenthal's getting his own uh, Punisher series. It's like, fucking why? <laughs> like, that, that character's a villain, and I understand why the Daredevil had to hunt him down, and now I'm supposed to root for him. Like, you get like they did probably the bare minimum yeah. in this season. Of making him human at all, I would be surprised if they made a Punisher series too. Yeah, it'd be. I, I personally don't think they should. I think I would be fine with him being like a side character yeah. in Devil again. Yeah, like showing up and stuff like in in stuff like that, right? Or maybe like they do a actual honest to goodness good Defenders like series yeah. with the six of them, and then he shows up and joins them, and like. Somehow Jigsaw and uh, Wilson Fisk are are on the same side, and they're the bad guys who have actual oh, motivation. Be, that'd be right? super. That'd be super easy because all you'd have to do is have Wilson Fisk hire him. Cause yeah, he's probably going to be a mercenary. Exactly a mercenary. because yeah, because he becomes Jigsaw the assassin slash mercenary, right? And then like Wilson Fisk hires Jigsaw and Bullseye, and then goes after the the defenders with those three. And we know that. Frank Castle and Wilson Fisk already know each other because they established that with their prison meet in Daredevil Season 2. So they've already got the groundwork laid for a much better Defender Season 2 featuring the Punisher, I think, where the bad guys might actually have motivation. And when you watch it, you're like, oh, yeah, I get why the bad guys are doing stuff in this, as opposed to, like, are the bad guys looking for dragon bones in a different dimension? 
maybe kind of sort of i don't know who cares <laughs> right like this is bad here comes madam gal to be sinister again <laughs> yeah yeah it's just bad it's like scorny weaver is doing stuff and then oh no wait she's dead and Electra ruins any and every everything she, Boy, she touches remember yeah. when scorny weaver was cool for like an episode and a half <laughs> yeah and then and then they were kind of setting her up to be like rachel ghoul because like she's like yeah. live forever <laughs> yeah she's basically this blatant rachel ghoul ripoff but not so much because Electra just stabbed her in the back and they did it for no other reason than to just have an oh my god moment and it was just like god, it was bad well because Defenders and that's bad. what I'm saying like that was another one of these things where like the Netflix Marvel series fall into one of two patterns mm-hmm. and one of them is here's your villain up until episode seven yeah. and then here's your ap- villain for the rest of the season you know it's it's shades in Copperhead it's or um, um yeah Copperhead mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, Electra. It's. Oh, Electra's so, Electra's just a bad character. Just an all-round bad character. It's a female character created by Frank Miller. So that's really, yeah. I'm like, do I need, do I need, need to go to further? Know. Yeah. Do I need to go further? Um, yeah. Although I, I give a shout out to Shades. Cause like, I, as much as I hated the back half of that, uh, Luke Cage series. Shades is the only guy in the history of television who's who's ever been a bad guy getting interrogated and only asked for his lawyer rather than just coughing up all the information to the to the cops in an interrogation, right? He's just like, No, give me my lawyer. I'm not telling you anything. And I'm like, Yeah, thank you, bad guy who should know the law. Right? Who who should at least know that he should shut his mouth and ask for his lawyer. I was like, yeah. So. Well that was effectively the denouement of that yeah, entire season, right? Exactly. Set, like, it was like a, it was like a mar- Mariah, like getting yeah. off because Misty Stone like mishandled the evidence, the evidence or something yeah, stupid. Exactly. <laughs> oh god, I like it. I, I... Misty Knight, sorry. No, you're right. Yeah, Misty Knight, who should be getting a robot arm, hopefully. Uh, yeah. What's next for Marvel Netflix? Do they have they announced anything after? That? Uh, the the next thing, uh, the, for Marvel, as far as I'm aware, the next things, uh, the next two things are um, Black Panther. And Jessica Jones too. Oh, they're doing. Oh, uh, so Je- the Netflix series, the next one's Jessica Jones too, is what you're saying. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Okay. Um, yeah, because as I far knew... as I'm aware, now that's not counting like Runaways and stuff that's on. Yeah. Now. I oh, had not sorry. Given... Cloak and Dagger is coming up next. Yeah, that's gonna be like a. That's gonna be like on the Disney Channel though, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. As far as Netflix, it's yeah. Jessica. Jones. I'm not. Fr- I'm not familiar with uh, Cloak and Dagger. I'll be perfectly honest with you, but premise sounded pretty cool when I read it. Um, I saw the Cage, that looked pretty Luke cool. Cage season two confirmed for spring 2018, summer 2018. Okay, so we're getting Jessica Jones season two, Luke Cage season two. Black Panther is next on the. Uh, Black Panthers for the movies, movies. yeah. Holy That's fuck. like February oh or God. something. Yeah, and then I think like. I, I, I'm not sure if this was confirmed, but I thought I heard like they're going to do Black Panther and then like two months later, I think we're getting Infinity War Part 1 or whatever. Cause, that, like, sounds, that sounds like what happened this year where we got uh, Guardians 2 and then Spider-Man immediately after. Yeah, but like I was thinking like I thought it was like February for, which is good because February is Black History Month, right? And uh, yeah. so and they're releasing Black Panther. Just just smart. Just smart right like and yeah. uh oh hell yeah no and it's, to- it's totally like you know economically motivated but hell yeah i'm down i want to yeah. see that movie fuck i love the black panther jesus christ i like <laughs> i was joking the other day with somebody i don't remember who it was but ant-man and the wasp is coming out right and like that has the potential to be like a real 
I mean, maybe they'll pull it off because it's just a comedy, but that has the potential to be like, man, do I need to go see this opening weekend? <laughs> right? Like, Ant-Man <laughs> Ant- and the Wasp. Like, Black Panther, I'm going to be there fucking... Like, I might go to a midnight release for that because, Jesus Christ, I love the Batman. Or, I love the Black Panther. Well, I love the Batman too, but I love Black Panther. God. And, uh... Yeah, just yeah, setting... I felt, a little, I felt a little bad for Black Panther based on the fact that we got the Infinity War trailer this week. So I'm like, oh, here's yeah. all the characters we know are still alive by the end of Black Panther. Yeah, I guess, yeah. But, I like, I knew... Obviously, you knew that fucking T'Challa was not gonna bite it in the Black Panther movie, right? Like, Marvel also doesn't take out any of their guys because that's gonna be their big move, I think, for the Infinity... Or at least that's what... Everybody's making the call... The, like, the Internet's making the call that the infinity war is going to be the, uh, the one where they actually take a few people out. Right. Yeah. So I still don't think they will. Uh, but yeah, we can talk about that infinity war trailer if you want. Cause well, let's do our final judgments on. Yeah, that. go for it. Oh, um, KB overall grade on uh punisher. And do you have anything you wanted to add? Like anything we missed or, uh, we didn't really talk about Madani too much i, I yeah. liked her relationship with russo and how yeah. at one point there was the dramatic irony and the tension when she figured out that he was the one who killed her uh her man yeah her partner her yeah. partner we didn't hit on karen page at all i was glad that she wasn't in a lot I'm... yeah like they just sprinkled in a little bit with her and i like i like when it was nice i like deborah ann wool when she shows up as karen page in this like i am i'm I like I liked uh, we touched on this at the end of the defenders how it was going to be um a rebirth mhm and how she's it looks like she's hitting the drink a little more she's yeah. unraveling a little bit because yeah. she's got to deal with all this death and all this crazy shit going on around her I think I they played that a little bit which was nice yeah, because they uh, yeah they're doing born again right yeah they're they're sprinkling in born again because if Daredevil season three is is more or less born again beat for beat that would that's the way to go <laughs> like that's yeah like just do that beat for beat and mm, yeah and call it, yeah you'll have you'll have an absolute like like just yeah yeah no night just nurse do that. Which was, no night nurse which was thank god yeah first um, time not seeing uh claire temple or rosario yeah. dawson as was... as a thing she didn't fit into this one there's like and, and it would have no. been unlike the other ones it would have been really shoehorned in this one i think so that's why i think it was good they sprinkled in a little karen page yeah in this and i mean one, right? one of my biggest gripes with again iron fist was you're fighting the hand Mm-hmm. You know the Daredevil has already fought the hand. Yeah. Pick up your cell phone, and they didn't have. There was no moment in this series where it was, how come you didn't just call this dude who's right around the corner? Yeah. How come you didn't just do this? Because Frank, yeah, because Frank Castle's not that guy, right? Yeah, like, he's well, not that Frank guy. Castle they didn't give him. Dad for three quarters of the series. True. Too. True. Yeah. Yeah, and like, well, it, yeah, like it just, it didn't give him an out or an. A character and out mm-hmm. to call someone else to help. Yeah, because which was nice. Because yeah. again, one of the biggest criticisms we've had of the other ones is how come you didn't just call this guy? Yeah, you have his phone number. You know, you have it like, and it, it, they didn't have that, which was nice. Uh, we touched as, on as much as it's kind of a comedy as as far as MCU goes. I did like that they did it in Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, that they we should call the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp, by the way, sounds like a morning zoo show, doesn't it? 
like the Ant Man and the Wasp here on KBBL nine zero one five, right? And then you have like a fart noise and a f- yeah. toilet flushing. Crazy Ira, clean up your room. <laughs> yeah, like, Ant Man. Ant Man for me suffers from what the Flash does sometimes, where all of the villains have the same power as the main character, and it just kind of gets boring. Yeah, they do do that a little bit. Uh, thank God they're not doing that in in the fourth season of. Uh, the Flash on CW, they've been using the Thinker as the bad guy. Been much better. <laughs> like So the Thinker's a guy who's like 10 steps ahead of the Flash at all times and doesn't need speed and stuff. It's just, thank God it wasn't another Because right, they're, they're uh, from what I understand, definitely doing it for Black Panther. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, that's just because Killmonger is supposed to be... Well, it's a little more tolerable in Black Panther because Killmonger has uh, always been the... Uh, uh, it's the, it's the classic kind of uh, kung fu scenario where there's two guys who have the same training, right? Yeah. And then they do the yin-yang thing where one guy takes the path of, like, takes the easy way and then tries to do it, you know, like, he takes the shortcuts and, and becomes a bad guy. And then the other yeah, guy... Yeah, dark path, light path. Yeah, d- dark path, light path. So there's a, there's a little bit of that. So it's a little more forgivable with the, with the Killmonger T'Challa type of thing. But at the same time, they, you know, they have all the, like, there's all those parallels I mean, between it's, like it's gonna once... happen. It's gonna happen once. Yeah. With every every character has that mirrored villain, mm-hmm. but with Ant Man and Flash, it just seems like that's all that ever happens. Yeah, and even like well, Ironmonger, right? Iron Man three that pissed everyone off too, right? Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, we've got the Mandarin. He's this magic fueled warlord from the Middle East. Oops, no, it's actually just a puppet of yeah. yet another billionaire like industrialist. Yeah. yeah, and like even like Ironmonger is the same thing. It's it's just a comic book well, trope that like, exists, this is right? Like the yeah. third Iron Man movie, and it's like, oh, the same villain again. Because <laughs> Ironmonger's like, I'm the same as you, but my suit's bigger, right? And it's just like, all right, whatever. Uh, but. That's just a comic book thing, right? Because, like, Venom is is Spider-Man, but what if my powers were evil and on steroids, right? And it's just yeah. like, whatever. But, like, you're right, KB. But in the grander scheme, you're right. But it's just, like, they're just comic tropes that you can't... You have to accept, right? You can't... Uh... Yeah, and I, I mean... That there's yeah. a name for this trope, and I'm just going to call it Bizarro Superman. <laughs> yeah, it, it pretty much might be. Yeah, you're probably right with that. But, I mean, yeah, like, even I mean, in the Black Panther thing with Killmonger, there's always the... The parallels to uh, friggin' Malcolm X and uh, Martin Luther King, right? Which, you know, where the one guy's like the any means necessary, and then the, the other guy's the like, well, you know, do we have to, like, can't we fight through the system and stuff like that, right? Uh, yeah. So there's that, which, you know, they did because. And they do the same, because Magneto and Professor X are the same way, right? Like, Magneto and Professor X are, are just Malcolm... They're just basically the white versions of Malcolm X and, and uh, Martin Luther King, right? And yeah. to the point, right? They should have killed me when you had that chance, Charles. Yeah, <laughs> so good. But yeah, God, looking forward to Black Panther. So Jessica Jones on deck next for the Marvel Netflix. Overall... Next up is we got Star Wars up next, and then oh, I'm not looking forward to that. And uh, we're not it's getting, gonna we're not, be we're not getting into Star Wars. We're not getting into Star Wars, and there'll be plenty. There'll be plenty. Like December is gonna be a long month, guys. There'll be plenty of time to get into fucking to get into the Last Jedi, and uh, yeah. And we got what's it next? We didn't really talk the Infinity War trailer. What were your thoughts on the Infinity War trailer, though? Um, it's another portal. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Uh, jeez, I don't know. It, it it got me suitably excited, but it's not like oh, I yeah. wasn't going to see it. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, we're already in the bag. All three of us are already in the bag for this, but, like, it was a really well-cut trailer, right? Like, just to get yeah. the hype. Just to get the hype machine really going. There's a few little trailer. things that, like, internet folk will be like, oh, did you notice this? This means this, and so on. Yeah, um, I wasn't paying attention to any of that. I'll, I watched it once, and I'm like, I am sufficiently hyped for the show. I didn't need to break it down. And then the I've only thing I... have seen twice, and yeah. the, the thing that uh, I did pick up before I saw the internet version of it mm-hmm. was that... Um, it, cl- it looks like the Hulk's been... There's a couple things. The, one is that it looks like the Hulk's been punched out of the sky into the Sanctum Sanctorum. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know what he was fighting at first, but it looked like you basically like see him in that pit, like Mark Ruffalo in the yeah. pit as Bruce Banner, and he looks up and you can see like you know uh, Wong and uh, and Stephen Strange in the foreground, but like this giant hole in the ceiling in the background, mm-hmm. where it looks like he fell from the sky. So you know who knows who he's going to be fighting in space and then re-enter yeah. orbit or something like that. Well, because there's the uh, there is the one thing I did notice is there is the shot of Thanos and he has his his like cronies behind him god i can't remember their names but uh, their names are escaping me at the time but those are uh, those like four-legged things yeah those are comic book dudes though like there was the one female and and the one oh i'm losing my comic book cred i'm, I'm losing street cred here because i can't remember the names of thanos's oh, cronies but those yeah, yeah. yeah those <laughs> are those are real like those are real characters in the comic books like like uh they're they're similar to gamora and uh where they're Thanos' quote-unquote children, but really they're just ah. po- powerful people that he's stolen from people across the galaxy, and they're like, you're my son now, and yeah, you're a bad... <laughs> yeah, and now you're a bad guy, and stuff like that, which is true. Yeah, uh, like, the other thing was that uh, there's the shot of Tony, and he's got the the burner flip phone that uh, Cap mm-hmm. gave at the end of Civil War. Yeah. So, he's calling up his buddy Steve. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, and there's the scene where... Thanos is ripping the Infinity Stone off of Vision's head. Vision's head, yeah, and there putting is it in the that, thing. Yes. That was the thing. That was the of the internet memes uh, based on Thanos's new look. The best one was easily the somebody put uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin glass shattering music to his to his coming <laughs> walking out of that portal and had the like shoulder shimmy going and stuff. That was easily the best of the memes. And then the clip of him going, somebody somebody dialogued it with like. Yes. I'm going to get one Infinity Stone. What? Two Infinity Stones. What? Three Infinity Stones. And I was just like, oh, God, that's brilliant. Classic, classic <laughs> attitude era wrestling is reference. The, uh, uh, is the uh, Chadwick Boseman, get this X and X, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Get this man of shield. Man of shield, man. yeah. Yeah, you know his Infinity Stones, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, that's good. But uh, so uh, here's a couple thoughts I want to think of. There's the shot of Thanos putting like the gems in his gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the Tesseract, which it looks like the Loki's handing to him at one point. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and he's got the Power Stone. So what do we bet that the cold open of this movie is him just wrecking Xandar? <laughs> yeah. Possibly, yeah. And Glenn Close just gets immersed at the beginning five minutes of this movie. <laughs> yeah, this wouldn't be a bad way to get everything opened up, right? But, um, yeah, it could open with... My guess is it opens with... Because Guardians of the... Or, or what was it? Uh, Thor Ragnarok ended with the uh, PS scene of... You know, spoiler alert, you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok. It ended with the PS scene of Thanos' giant ship hovering over their tiny one, right? So I'm guessing... That leads to, I'm guessing he's coming to get the Tesseract in the in the opening scene. Yeah, but who he, knows? Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, um, 
my thought then is that the last Infinity Stone that we haven't seen, this is kind of the prevailing theory as far as I can tell, mm -hmm. is going to be a Black Panther. Yeah. What we see is that like the last stone, as far as I can tell, uh, is the Soul Stone. Yes, and I believe so. scenes in like, the Black Panther trailers with him on like a spiritual journey through some sort of dreamscape. Oh, absolutely, yeah. He's got to go so, through so the... So we're uh, thinking like, that's what's that, going to yeah. be in that movie. Yeah, he could easily because there's yeah there's there's tons of like spiritual stuff in the uh, in in like he fights Mef like Mephisto is one of his bad guys who's like the demon from the soul from the soul region and whatnot so like the soul stone could easily easily be in the techno jungle and uh, you're probably right that uh, that's when Which it'll is be to introduced. say like come on I want to know what Tony Stark now has been doing since like uh, uh, Civil War. Yeah. Because if he's familiar with these, uh, you know, Infinity Stones from the, like, fallout of Age of Ultron, mm -hmm. has he been, like, doing his research? Does he know that there are three on Earth and what that might mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who knows? All questions that we will get answered in due time, Miller. In due time. Um, the only thing I can say on the way out is watch the Crisis on Earth X crossover four hours that they did on the CW last week because it was fucking excellent. God damn, that was so much fun. They did basically Red Sun Nazi Supergirl and had everybody fight him and but like the way they introduced everybody into every episode and it was so it was such a everybody got their moment. Like even like the minor characters like Mr. Terrific and all all the guys, everybody gets their moment. They even introduce a couple of new guys, some guys from the past come back. Fucking oh, no. glorious. Like oh, no. <laughs> fucking glorious. It was How so fucking good. How aggravating is it that the TV shows are so good in and DC? These are just so oh yeah, as bad. as as bad as they are on the on the big screen, the the DC Warner Brothers properties, the they are Did that good. Remember? They are that good on the small screen, and it's it's because it's you know, and it's the same thing we a lot of people have been saying. People on this pod have been saying it, but we're not the only ones on the internet saying this. But the reason those DC shows work, they have guys at the head now unfortunately one of those guys at the head has been uh dishonorably discharged for being a creep <laughs> being a creep basically but when it comes down to it we, it's called the berlanti verse for a reason and they have a guy at the head of the snake right who is making yeah, I sure i actually read those articles where it's like yeah. you know cw producer in charge of dc universe like gets labeled sexual predator and I'm like no no i tell you it ain't so and i looked and i'm like oh woo. yeah it was, yeah it was kreisberg and not not uh berlanti not to name names or anything but if you listen to this podcast you i assume you're you're up to date on your comic nonsense but yeah um yeah, he but yeah, they they have a head of the snake is what I'm saying, right? And and Marvel Netflix has Kevin Feige and CW has Greg Berlanti and the reason those these things have been chugging along for many years now is because they have a guy at the head who top down kind of oversees everything and makes sure sure everything. They have a general is the thing and the DCEU does not have a general, which yeah, is Your general is Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, not good. Yeah. It's just not good. Um, can, I, can I just say, just quickly, I am so gratified that Justice League is apparently doing awful in box office. Well, they're going to limp to their because like, they like they'll get their money from China and whatnot. So basically, they're going to they're going to get there, but it's not going to be the way they wanted. Is is the thing? Um, 
Yeah. We don't need to get into Justice League in a weekend. Uh, just to bring it back full circle. another couple years. Yeah. Just to bring it back full circle. Kevin Miller, what is your official grade on the Punisher Marvel Netflix? Oh, my official grade on Marvel Punisher Netflix. Um, I have to give it what's in my heart, and what's in my heart is the resounding one. I definitely watched that. Okay. Uh, B B plus maybe okay. like it's it's not definitely not the worst that Mar- mm-hmm. that Marvel Netflix has ever done, but it's also not the best. Yeah. Um, it's it's a good outing for what might be my least favorite leading character in the Marvel Netflix universe so far. Um, but and 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 like I said before, a um, lot of substance. Not really much style. I wish that there was a bit of a lighter atmosphere at times. I wish it wasn't so brutal. I wish that there were more than two jokes in the entire series. Um, but uh, altogether, uh, it held together better. Uh, there was no point um, where I felt like it was dragging too long. It, it felt like it was at least better paced than mm-hmm. the uh, no Marvel meetings. Netflix that we're used to getting. Even like the best ones, like... I really love Jessica Jones, but it has some definite pacing problems towards the middle end. Um, this one is a bit more even, so that's nice. Uh, one of the better villains we've had so far, and probably the best fight choreography we've had since Daredevil 1. Um, so some big hits in terms of like the general theme and atmosphere of it that I didn't really love, but... Other than that, like take the lessons that you have in pacing, in episode structure, in creating good characters, and apply it to a property that I like more than Punisher, and I think you'll have a hit on your hands. Like take take all the right lessons from this and put them in Daredevil three, and we'll be set up for a great season. Yeah, couldn't agree more. KB official grade on the Punisher. Get a full magazine, an A. <laughs> I love this series. Oh, I love the action. Oh, mm. I loved it. All right. I love I love the PTSD stuff. I love the motivations of all the characters. I like the way everything tied together. I like every storyline and how they all came together. It was just ah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sitting at a B minus right now. Eh, no, no, I'll take away the minus. Solid B, solid B for 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 the Punisher. And and I agree with with Miller's every, everything Miller just said. I'm just gonna piggyback on on that cuz my sentiments are pretty much the same and I don't want to just repeat basically what you said, but yeah, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna piggyback on on those. Cuz that's where I am with the Punisher, I think. And maybe it's because when I went into it with you know, not high expectations not a lot of baggage as far as this character goes because i'm not i'm not tied to the source material and my expectations were incredibly low for marvel netflix going into this because as previously mentioned defenders iron fist like the last few that have come before it have just been awful and uh yeah so so maybe maybe it's just because my my expectations were low but that if you like the shit. Punisher, if you like the general tone and themes yeah. that were presented here, I can totally agree with KB's score. If that's mm-hmm. source material that you love, then I totally understand giving this an A or even A+. Like, mm-hmm. It's very good if you like that character and that sort of general tone. It's not my favorite, which is why I'm at a B slash B+. Mm-hmm. But yep. if you love it, then I can definitely understand giving it a, like an A. I could see liking this more than... I could, there are people who I'm sure will rank this above Daredevil one, and I oh, can yeah. it's, it's I not. can understand it's... why. I don't agree, but I understand why they might. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry, I had like sound like you were gonna add something there, KB. <laughs> no, uh, coming from someone who loves the character mm. of the Punisher, I can't, I can't put it above Daredevil season one. This just no, okay. taking something, especially the fact that Daredevil had been shit on before, and yeah, raising that, it up from the a- yeah. and raising it up from the ashes to being a Daredevil that we could all enjoy and love and. Not showing the, uh, they did it in this one too, kind of cheesily, but not showing the costume till the very end, and it just you can't it. Like we said before, that's as close to perfect as you can get in Dare, Daredevil season one. Mm-hmm. This isn't perfect, but it's the closest they've ever gotten. It's a yeah. damn good ride. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a great point, KB. What I'll say to sort of uh, add on to that, or or put it in the terms that I would describe it for myself. Um, Punisher is a character that I don't like, really, um, and this series didn't really change my mind, but I still enjoyed it, whereas Daredevil is a character that I didn't really like either, and I enjoyed him after Daredevil 1, mm-hmm. so it brought me around. It was good enough to bring mm-hmm. me around, and, and so yeah, definitely better than this on the whole, even if you are a fan of uh, Punisher, but uh, still a very good series, I think. So what you're saying is after Daredevil Season 1, you would deign to pick up a Daredevil comic book, but even though yeah, you enjoyed the series, you would not, not do it for Punisher. I'm still not super interested in Punisher, but yeah. I can understand why someone might be given this series. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Solid, 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 solid. At, and a nice upswing after, because, you know, I, we come on the, the podcast on during these Netflix series, because, like, one of the original podcasts we've ever done, I think we might have still been in, like, the teens or something when we did Daredevil Season 1, right? So... It was close, yeah. It was, it was early on in the going, so, like, the Marvel Netflix is, is like, like, we've been going with the, with the, with the Marvel Netflix, so... And it was just. Yeah, I, I think I think the crossover podcast started a month before the Netflix. Yeah, it was it was it was a sliding scale. It was a, a it's been a sliding scale ever since, and it was nice to see a really good uptick with with the, with the Punisher. And from yeah, an unexpected because... source for me, because I fucking hate the Punisher in the comic books. Like, I really yeah, yeah. Not like I hate Deadpool, but like I like I just yeah. he's not for me. Like I just he's not for me. And while like you know. Um... You know, we like Iron Fist was obviously our rock bottom so yeah. far. So far, yeah. Know, knock on wood. Uh, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> really. And, and and Daredevil was, or sorry, um, uh, Defenders, Defenders was, was like marginally better. <laughs> yeah. Just by virtue of having more likable characters in it, yeah. and not the uh, fucking uh, ward boardroom you know, meetings. And yeah, and there were no boardroom board meetings. meetings and yeah. the uh, and the. Uh, Family whose name I forget because they're uninteresting the and I just remember. Yeah, the Meachams. Yeah, Meachams. That's Trash. it. I'm like Ward. Is that it? No, that's the first name. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, it, this is a you know that was a that was a marginal uptick. This is a, a much bigger step up. Yeah, completely agree. So crossover podcast, loving the the Marvel Netflix Punisher. Uh, that'll be it. Crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast, Twitter account at mpeer6, M-P-E-A-R-C-E, and the number six is my account and the official show account because I'm too lazy to run two Twitter accounts. Um, we will be back later on this week with our week 14 picks in the NFL. Had a good week, even though 
overall for the teams that I'm cheering for. Uh, one of the worst football weekends I've ever had. The Canes were fucking destroyed by Clemson. Jesus, that was a beatdown. Uh, and the Lions probably lost their, their chance at, the, at making the playoffs by making Joe Flacco look confident again. So bad. Uh, yeah, so that's it. We'll be back later on this week with Craig and Bill doing the Week 14 NFL pick, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Miller, anything you got to plug? Uh, just to future things on this podcast, uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping sometime within the next week or so, uh, you and I can do that, uh, crisis on earth X podcast that I know you're itching for. Yes, um, uh, absolutely. And, we'll do that. and sometime between now and probably mid January, uh, possibly not Matt, but, uh, me and friend of the show, Adam Blesky are going to be on to talk, uh, the first, uh, half of the Star Trek discovery. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, if you guys just want to solo that, because I'm not a big, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, you, you, you can just host that one if you want and throw it on our feed. Oh, yeah, yeah fucking go for there it. Is, there are perhaps no uh, bigger Star Trek fans that I know than myself and Matt, uh, Adam. There yeah. is another big one I know, and we mm. might try to get her on as well. Absolutely, good. Like, like, do that. Try to get, try to bring in that fan base because that's the whole point of the crossover podcast. Is we try oh, to reach each other. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that that'll be it for us, and we're gonna try to get. I, I've I've had a few people on Twitter asking us when we're gonna get some more of those uh, uh, Batman the Animated Series commentaries. We got to do that because uh, we got one planned for for not to guarantee it, but we're hoping to do one for a nice little Christmas treat for everybody. So I'm, I'm hoping to have an episode that we can put out Christmas Day to mm-hmm. help as a nice little Christmas present for our, uh, the listeners that we have. So that'll be it for this pod. And we'll talk to you later on the week with football KB and Kevin Miller. Thank you for coming out and we'll talk to you guys later. Later.